With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I was born a Spurs fan. The Spurs Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Hello, welcome. Thank you for downloading this. Uh, this is a very special uh, Spurs Show tribute to Mr. Chaz Hodges. Joining me this evening, we have Matt Creeley. Evening. Alex Siegel. Evening. And Paul Kramer. Gotcha. Gertrude, uh, we thought we'd do this because obviously Chaz means a lot to Spurs fans. If there's ever a band, a duo, a combo synonymous with a football club, this is it. I'm, I, what, I'm, I'm trying to think of Oasis in Manchester City, probably Elton John and Watford. Elton John and Watford, Rod Stewart and Arsenal. Cel- uh, no, well, Celtic well, United, but, but mm, I think both. For a long-term association, yeah. and actually bringing out music with a football club, which an Elton John's never done, an Oasis, I don't think, has ever done, there is no one more, no musical combo more linked with a football club. And this football club is our beloved Tottenham Hotspur. Mm. Um, so we've later on the show, we've got Willie Morgan, who obviously was there during the making of Ozzy's Dream, the Spurs party album, Tottenham Tottenham. Hot Shot Tottenham and the year ends in one. He'll be having his memories. At the end of the show, we've got John Mortar, who was the man behind Rage Against the Machine getting to number one at Christmas a few years back. He is behind the campaign to get Chaz and Dave's Ain't No Pleasing You to number one. We can all do this next week. Actually, from today, when you listen to it, there'll be links on this podcast. Um, but I just want to sort of offer our kind of memories, my own personal memories of Chaz. Um, go back to about 2010 i've always been a fan and uh a very good friend of mine simon hanning was also friendly with them i just happened to go to a gig and just said to them what are you up to and he went well actually you know obviously we know dave's uh wife passed away this is our last tour and he told me and i was although i never worked in television i, I know people in tv i immediately went is someone filming this 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 
this is a story. This is an amazing band who I don't think have had the sort of praise they deserved. And so I managed to make a couple of calls, me and Simon Hanning. Dan Lowe, who's obviously on the Spurs show, Mm -hmm. he produced it. And I think it was 2012, BBC uh, BBC, BBC 4 put together this documentary called Chaz and Dave Last Orders. And Phil Jupiter's on it. Jules Holland was on it. Albert Lee's on it. Uh, great footage of Eric Clapton playing with them. All the sort of M&M stores. All the sort of, you know, I'm sure there's people mm-hmm. out there know more about Chazetay than I do. And they were great. But what was so funny was that <coughs> when we were filming some of these last shows, and we'll play you um, uh, a, a, a live clip later, you know, Chaz said to me in time, this is going so well, we might tour again next year. And I was like, don't say it. Don't mention the BBC. The whole reason they're here is you're finishing. For God's sake, keep that quiet. And obviously for years on, they were still playing until recently and had an album coming out, I think next week or something coming out. Um, so that's my memories of Chaz. Then obviously through this, this podcast, he came onto the studio once and then he came on our live show. And I think now we can listen to, uh, I think it was 2012. We got him on the Hunter Club piano and here's him doing a solo version. You might hear yourself singing in the background. Here's him now doing, uh, for the Spurs show, Ozzy's Dream. Wonderful memories from Spurs show live. Let's hear from Chaz himself about the recording of that classic. We yeah. took him in the studio because our manager told us, he said, uh, uh, the big thing they're talking about is Aussie, it says Tottingham. Yes. Right? So, so we got him in the studio. Yeah. So we had to grab this line in, in the club for the Tottingham. Right, when we get in there, he went, oh, but I can say Tottenham now. <laughs> <laughs> 
We said, but no, we don't want you to say Tottenham. But he was like, you've got to say Tottenham. But he went for it straight away. You know, he done it. That, I never knew that. That's yeah. that's hilarious. That is hilarious. You could actually say it properly, yeah. but you still got to say Tottingham. Yeah, yeah. we should oh, too we... like we've written the song Tottingham. Tottingham win the cup for Tottingham, yeah. and it wouldn't be the same if it wasn't. Would yeah. it? No, you know, win the cup for Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sound right, does it? No, it doesn't scan. No, uh, but great, you know. Well, uh, the funniest thing was the B side of uh, I think it was the B side of Hot Shot Tottenham. Was it? We did on. um with. Uh, um, um, Klaassen oh, we had Klaassen yeah we did a bit of Spurs on the way to Wembley I think for the yeah. I can't remember the tune yes yeah. I think you did you did a, a yeah. slightly updated uh, version I think. we had them doing a, 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 if you get the record I mean it's a re, it's probably worth a lot of money because not many records are, were sold so it's like a rarity but the B-side was great we got Klaassen to uh, to say to, to Ozzy are oh, you going to play a blinder and then Ozzy goes I do my best for Tottingham mate right so anyway, when it was Ozzy there, Klaus, and when he come to his line, are you going to play? Are you going to play blind? And Ozzy just collapsed and fell on, literally fell on the floor with his legs up in the air. <laughs> It was the funniest uh, thing ever. If you listen to it, we finally got it together by overdubbing it. But you can hear all the players laughing. It's real, hilarious. Nico Klassen. And there we are. Wonderful, wonderful memories. Uh, we're going to get the guest members here now after this very short break. The Spurs show is lubricated by Watney's Pale Ale. Watney's Pale Ale, the Spurs show beer of the month. The Spurs show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. Apart from a couple of amazing appearances at Spurs show live, Chaz also appeared with us in the studio in 2010. Here he is on the show telling us about his very first Spurs match. First game was when I was about eight uh, in the 50s. And uh, we, me and my brother, who's older than me, he's, he was about 10, we used to go up and see the reserve matches in those days. <laughs> great. Because you used to get like three or 4,000 to the reserve matches. Right, you got some good players as well in those first. And uh, my mum, she didn't want us to go to the first team matches because of the crowds. A bit too rough. Right? But we turned up one Saturday and it was a first team match and we didn't know. And we went home, we were so excited. We said, Mum, oh, look, we're all right. You know, we'd just been to a first team match and like, we didn't get beat up and that. <laughs> so from then on... Uh, we, we went to the first and, team matches. And, and, and what era was that? You say the 50s. What side was that? Um, what well, side I can remember, was I, remember, I can tell the, the, probably the whole team. It's Ted Ditchburn in goal. It was Charlie Withers, I think he was right back. Elf Ramsey left back. Yeah, of course, back. left back, yeah. Uh, Eddie Cent- Bailey. Eddie Bailey, yeah. Harry he was Clark. Wonderful. Yeah, Harry Clark. He was uh, centre-half, I think he was. Bill uh, Nick. Bill Nicholson, yeah, he was playing. George Robb was outside left. Uh, the Duke. Yeah, Len Duke, I'm in... Uh, and I remember when David Dunmore came yeah, there. Yeah, I know all and, these names. And uh, I st- uh, remember when Bobby Smith later on uh, came there. Yeah, Smith came in about 55, didn't yeah, he? something like yeah. that. <clears throat> and, and this was post-push and run, probably just, when people had worked us out probably by then, hadn't they? Yeah, yeah. mid-50s. We went into a little bit of a sort of a slump, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I sort of started going uh, just after they, they, their big times in, in the early 50s. But, uh, but then the crowds you're talking about in those days, Chaz, you regularly would be, what, 50,000? Yeah, got a bit, Regularly, yeah, even when yeah, we weren't doing yeah. so well. I still yeah. think, because it, like, it was sort of full up in those days, 50,000, and even to this day if someone says all right there was like 500,000 people to me it's like 
10 Spurs grounds. That's how I picture it. Yeah, you that's know? great. That's how you do your maths. Yeah. 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 Wonderful, wonderful memories. Um, right, we're joined by a gentleman who's been on the, Sp- on the Spurs show many, many times. The uh, If you grew up going to Spurs, the voice of White Hart Lane. And the man who had a lot to do with Chas and Dave's hit numbers at Tottenham Hotspur, which we all know and love. Joining us down the line, Mr. Willie Morgan. How are you, Willie? Hello, Mike. Yeah. Uh, thanks for asking me on to do this. Well, it's, uh, it's, pleasure. It's, it's only... terribly sad, but I've, I've, you know, I feel like I'd like to uh, add my little bit to it. I well, I mean, when, when, when I... Well, and loved you very much. Well, when I thought we had to do this show, we had to get you on, because uh, you are part of, you know, you are part of the Chas and Dave story, because... Uh, of uh, these songs um just briefly sort of tell us sort of how it came about i mean obviously we hadn't been in an fa cup final in 14 years and i know the club before had done you know hot shot tottenham hot spurs and the tottenham eps and stuff so there had already been a history of a football songs with football teams and uh tottenham had had a a, a previous with this but but you kind of modernized it and brought it forward on top of the pops how did it all sort of come about well, it, um, it was modern for the time. It probably doesn't sound so modern now. Um, there's uh, Mark Chalon at the end of Match of the Day 2 the other day said, if you don't know about this, ask someone older. So, but but uh, um, I, I had started uh, working at Spurs as, as the DJ and, and on, on pitch announcer at the beginning of 1980. The season, and of course, that was 80-81, led to the first cup final. <coughs> and... And I, I, I knew that Chaz and Dave were, were Spurs fans, but I can't be—I can't say I approached them. That somehow they got in touch with the club, with whom I do not know. Um, but I heard. I heard that they they wanted to make a Spurs record. Well, the thing was, as a as an artist, one of my closest friends in the music business, a guy called Alan James, was their record plugger. Right. He had an indica- and, I, and I actually, um, re- when I set up my business a few months early, he gave me office space to start up, and that's basically how I got involved because um, their manager, uh, the Bob, late uh, Bob, Bob England, England, yes. Uh, Called, called James up and you know he'd, he'd done Gertrude uh, and, and Rabbit and stuff like that and had hits with it and he said they're going to do a Spurs record and, J- and Jamesy who's still around and um, alive and well today um, he's a fervent Orient supporter I mean serious Orient supporter and, uh, and goes to all their games and he, he actually said I can't do a Spurs record he said but look you know, my mate Willie's has got to do it besides the fact he's a decent plug and he's had a lot of hits of his own mm-hmm. um, he's actually the announcer of the Spurs football what do, you think, what do you think the equivalent is now? Because you're right, you touched on Gertrude and Rabbit. They'd already had hits. It wasn't like uh, no one had heard of Chas and Dave. What do you think the equivalent now of someone approaching any club and going, we want to do a song with you? Because it was quite unusual at the time. Well, I, I don't know. I think football football clubs have gone into a different stratosphere now. I mean, even Spurs has. There's there's virtually nobody working there that remember that may remember me there from, and I left there in 1995. Mm. So I, I just I just think it would be very different today. Mm. But it's always people wheels within wheels. People who know someone who know someone, and that's yes. that's probably how this came about. Um, so I, I I got wind of the fact that it was going to happen on a certain occasion. Asian. And uh, I, I, in fact, had written a song of my own that I was one day hoped would become a Spurs record. But it, it what was it? Got, 
Glory, glory, so Oh, it's the B-side, the B-side. Well, yeah, but it, that's it. It wasn't going to be the B-side. No, that, that was the whole thing. I went to the recording session, was at the, the Portland Studios in Portland Place, when mm. the, the, all the players were brought down in a bus. And the, the session was due to end at 6.30. And then they got finished about quarter past six. And I was in the control room because I'd already arranged with, with Bob England that I was going to do the plugging uh, of the record, and we we worked out a, a deal between his company and my company. And I went down onto the floor to talk to the lads, and everyone was laughing off. And I just said to Chaz, what about a B-side? Mm. And he went, I don't know, have you got any ideas? I said, well, fun, funny enough, uh-huh. I have. And I opened up my briefcase, and I... I had I'd photocopied thirty six of my thirty copies of my lyrics right. and handed them out to all the lads and, and to Chaz and to mm. Chaz as well. And I sat down with Chaz just over the piano and I said I wanted to go da 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 you know that mm. kind of thing. It was always a Spurs anthem along with Hibs Hibernian in Scotland. Obviously, Man United picked up on Glory Glory Man United, but it was traditionally Tottenham from the early sixties, wasn't it? Well, I could I could do nothing about Manchester United stealing it because, as I said, the tune was in the public domain, so anyone could do it, and and whoever arranged that one got the traditional arranged by credit as well. What are your memories? Obviously, there was Tottenham, Tottenham, Hot Shot, Tottenham. My favourite one was the Victory Song uh, from '91, uh, after uh, we beat Arsenal. Now, was that yeah, banned all of a sudden? What's the story the, behind the, that the, one? The club, Chaz and Dave did that one themselves right. and submitted it and wanted the players to record it and the club actually said no we're not going to do that uh, we, we why? because it was... it's disparaging to another club oh uh, that's uh, why because uh, that, to me that, that is my favourite one they can't do the uh, double up the arsenal. it is but it's never considered it's never considered a Spurs record oh really it's, it, is a, it was a Chaz and Dave record and they did actually release it themselves right, and I because see. I didn't want to fall out with a club I declined to promote it oh, uh, and Another guy, called, another guy called Guy Holmes took care of that. It didn't do anything because uh, it, it was in competition with, uh, I think, when the year ends in one. Oh, uh, yeah, um, I see. And, that's, and that is why they had to rush a new song and they just took London Girls and wrote new lyrics to it. Uh, and, it and it's a, a rewrite of the same song. Yes, it is. But, I mean... Uh, but they charted as well. Mm. Hot Shot Tottenham through a different company because um, Bob England put the first two records out. So the second one, Tottenham Tottenham, yeah. was recorded in a studio in Hitchin, right. at Regal Studio. And in fact, I, I, I jokingly said um, at the end of the session, you know, what about a B-side? And both Chairs and, and, and Bob England said to me, you're not having this one, will you, boy? <laughs> uh, so, but they, they said, but seriously, you've got any ideas? So I said, yeah, just how about a medley of all the songs, grand old scene to play for yes, and all those. that's right. Um, and that, but, but Bob had the problem of finding out um, who actually owned the Rogers. I mean, because, mm. you know, the two We Love You Tottenham, we do, actually comes from the West End musical or oh, a Broadway musical. Know, Wembley, but, Wembley, Wembley, Wembley. Yeah, oh, Oh, it was, that's right. It, it, it was an awful B-side, in fairness. It wasn't the best But of course, they, it all got done quickly, and it, done and it worked. Yeah. Um, the the B-sides are generally throwaways. They always are. Yeah. But, uh, if, you know, if you can make money out of it, all well and good. And that's, that studio in Hitchin, um, the lads were all dished out those white jumpers, and there was actually a, um, a sort of cinema stage next door, and they all got onto the stage, and they were photographed there, and that's the, the picture cover of the record. Oh, amazing. And the eventual picture disc. Amazing. Um, so, I mean, so, so Willie, I mean, looking back, I mean, obviously, you've, 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 you've worked with him, be with him, and loads of Spurs events he did over the years. What are your, what are your overriding memories of, of, of Chaz Hodges? Well, one of my overriding memories is the, 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 the after, um, the, post 
Cup final party of the 87 final when we lost to Coventry. Mm. But the thing was, the party was always arranged because there was always a party arranged after a cup final, win, lose, or draw. Mm. Uh, and we had, you know, we had we had parties after the, the draws against Manchester City and the draws against Queens Park Rangers. Um, but but the, the and Chess and they played played at each of them. But the, they played the the party after the Coventry final was in a marquee on the pitch at White Hart Lane. Really. Uh, yeah, and it was a, it was a, I mean, it was going to be a terrible party because, you know, Spurs yes. had never lost before. Mm. Uh, Richard Goff was beside himself. He couldn't stay there. He was the, he kept saying, I'm the first captain to captain a team to a, to a, to a loss. I can't do this. Mm. And I think he left. But I, I was a DJ, um, you know, the disco and I was playing in record, just trying to get people up and dancing. Yeah. And then I introduced Chaz and they, they came on and they played the most blinding set I've ever seen them do. Really? And Chaz, Chaz actually said, so said to everyone there and I'm grateful for a friend of mine who came with me and reminded me said they might have won it but they ain't going to party as good as we're going to party tonight (laughs) and it was it was the most fantastic night and the postscript to it was that they discovered afterwards whoever erected the marquee put the ten pegs into the pitch and actually screwed up the undersoil heating (laughs) it cost them fortunes they they had to dig up the pitch and relay it was way beyond what the budget was Uh, it's got was a chairman at the time. He he saw me um, earlier in the day wearing one of the Spurs jackets. He said, "When you get one of those, because they were given to the players." I said, "Oh, it's Chris Waddle gave me his." You know what, he's bastard. Well, you know, yeah, <laughs> um, uh, Chris Waddle didn't actually give it to me yeah, when when I had them you appearing on it, the. Didn't speech. you? <laughs> no, no, no. What what happened was I took them to appear on on the um, TV program Blue Peter. Right. And Chris's wife was going into labour. He he didn't show up on the recording. All the other lads were there. Uh, you know, Nico Klass and Hugh yeah. and Galvin, you yes. know, singing the lyrics of the song. You know, they were all there, but Chris wasn't there. So I got his jacket and even got his Blue Peter badge. That's amazing. <laughs> Willie, thank you so much for those stories. That's some wonderful anecdotes. And right, uh, I, I, we'll, we'll see you on the show very, very soon. Very, very briefly, just quickly, up on my Facebook page that I posted a picture of when they did the lottery draw with me on the pitch at White Hart Lane, and the photos up on my oh, lovely. Facebook page. I'm sure everyone will go and have a look at that. Willie, thank you right. so much, and uh, we'll see you very, very soon. Look forward to it. Cheers, Thanks, Mike. Willie. Cheers. Bye. The most fitting tribute we can, I think, do for Chaz is to try and get There Ain't No Pleasing You, without doubt their greatest song, to number one. And I really think that we as a Spurs show have enough listeners. Um, and, you know, if you share this and, and get the word out to the Spurs family around the world, there's no reason we can't get this song to number one again. And the main reason we can get to number one is the man joining me now, Mr. John Mortar, was behind the famous uh, Rage Against the Machine number one. He'll tell you more about that b- briefly, which was just an extraordinary moment in, in music. Uh, and John uh, is a massive Spurs fan and is behind the campaign to get There Ain't No Pleasing You to number one. John, thank you so much for joining us tonight. What do the Spurs family have to do? Hello, Mike. Lovely to be on the Spurs show again. Um, yeah. Right, what, what have we got to do? It's, tell you what, everyone, it's really, really simple, okay? So from this Friday, which mm. is the 28th, mm-hmm. okay, a brand new chart starts. And uh, when the chart starts, we have seven days to sell or to buy as many downloads of Chaz and Dave's There Ain't No Pleasing You as we can. So from iTunes, Amazon, MP3, Google Play, etc. 
Also, what counts as well is if you stream it. So if you go onto Spotify, Deezer, Apple Music and that, and you stream it loads, mm-hmm. uh, every 150 streams, the official charts count it as one sale. Right. So bear that in mind, right? Okay. And uh, we've got until, um, so from fr- this Friday, uh, so 001 or just after midnight Friday, right through all seven days, to just before midnight on Thursday, which I believe is the 3rd of October. Right. Uh, so we've got seven days to dive in there, grab yourself a download, get your mates to do it. Um, but if, I, t- if, I, type, right. if I type in Ain't No Peace In You on my iTunes thing, it's putting on loads of albums and compilations. Can I buy any of them? or just Yes, you can. As long as it's by Chad and Dave, <coughs> right. it's not like a karaoke version right. or a cover. Right. Then yes, every any version will count. And what kind of num- um, what kind of number now will get to number one? What kind of numbers are we talking about? Do you know? Do you know what it, it's it's so changeable at the moment? Right. It really is. Um, th- now, when you say numbers, it's a bit of a tricky one because now because of streaming and because of Spotify, what they do is they count all the streams, and they have like this weird algorithm now where they they convert them into what a sale would be. And we worked out it's about 150 streams, not just on your right. own, between you and your mates or whoever, everybody. Every 150, they count a sale. How many does it make to make number one? It's tricky. It can be anything from, I think, the, the most lowest one in recent times was about 23, 24,000. Right. And the highest, I think we were, we were well, I think it's 70, 80, 90,000. Well, that's, so it, I mean, so, so let's, let's, let's call it like 30,000. You know, we will, you know, this show alone gets more than that. We've got, I mean, I know you've, you've, um, already put on Facebook this wonderful page, share and all that, which is on the Spurs show page. As long as we get as many people, Spurs, you don't, let's, you don't even be a Spurs fan. You, you know, you just be a Chaz and Dave fan and love that song. Get it out on social media. And there's no reason. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you'll find some albums where it's only 79p as well, to be quite honest. Probably not even 99p. And just. Listen, it's the cheapest one I've found is 89p. Oh, 89. Right? There we are. It's 89p as your vote to just thank Chaz yeah. for all the things he's done for us. And he's done a lot. But I don't need to say anything. Yeah. You, you don't either. You know, um, any Spurs fan worth their salt. Mm. Really should like Chad and Dave. I mean, I think that's all. That's but also, because this song, sure. this song in nineteen eighty two got to number two in the charts, I believe. Yeah, it did indeed. Just missed out on the top. And um, what? Just, just while I've got you, um, mm. the reason why we chose this song is because um, I, I got loads and loads of inbox messages because obviously with Rage Against the Machine, etc., mm. and the Justice Collective, the Hills, the single. Yes, I, everything that like this that comes along. My inbox starts to <laughs> you're go. The, you're the man, red. John. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I'll be honest with you, most of these things I don't really get involved with. But when uh, there was lots of suggestions as soon as the news, sad news came out, mm. and I sort of went on Twitter and I said, "Okay, if there was a campaign, if mm. let's have a little poll, which Chaz and Dave songs we all go for?" And I put all the usual ones in: all Rabbit, London Girls, mm. you know, and Cyborg Song. And ain't no pleasing you came out miles in top. It was way out in mm. front. So that was like, right, that's got to be the one then. And, but um, it's such an incredible that's, that's, song, John. If this was a sort of big American Shania Twain country and Western star uh, singing this song in an American accent, it would be known around the world as one of the greatest songs of all time because it's a beautiful song. It is, it is. And what other, you know, what other love songs do you, can you think of that are sung in a Cockney accent? Mm. 
Absolutely. There isn't. Yeah. I don't think. You're absolutely right. Unique. Honestly, I I really, really, really hope that all of us together, people power can make this happen. It would be just the the most fitting tribute to um, such such a lovely, lovely man. It it really would. Yeah. you know, and it's and it's affected a lot of people, yeah. um, hasn't it? Really, and it, and you know, I'm, I'm, look, without sounding crass, I know that you get well famous people, celebrities that pass on, but uh, when the news came to, that Chaz had died, I I was absolutely gutted and heartbroken. Yeah. I I was just you know absolutely. absolutely, I was just you know really numb, and I suppose this is a way that we can all kind of you know club together and. Um, Let's just put him at the top, you know, as a, as a nice little fitting tribute. And um, hopefully when the new stadium eventually arrives, mm. um, maybe the, the first time that they come out onto the pitch, they could go, like, come on a Chaz and Dave even, that'd you know, nice. that'd be a nice. That's a good idea. When that happens it? next season. <laughs> hey, we'll yeah. see. We'll see when that happens. 2019. Exactly. John, thank you so much. Uh, you heard the message, everyone. That's what we'll have to do. John, let's keep in touch. Let's see how it goes. Maybe speak next week if we're there or close. Yeah, man. Brilliant. And can I just say, if you all go on to, it's, it's, on, it's on Facebook, just type in Ain't No Pleasing You, number one, or right. Chaz and Dave Ain't No Pleasing You, you'll find it. Brilliant. And come and join it. And uh, what we're also going to be doing is as soon as it's Friday, all of the buying links and all the streaming links, Great. we're going to put all up there. All right. You haven't even got to go and search for them. We'll, we'll do that work for you. All right. That's brilliant. Thanks a lot, John. I'll see you soon. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Lovely. Lots of love. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Well, there you are. You heard from John Morton, the man behind getting Rage Against the Machines number one, beating Simon Kell's X Factor. Yeah, Joe McEldry. That's right. So uh, we can uh, we can do that, and that will be a fitting tribute to a man that many of us really, really, uh, dearly miss. Uh, Paul, your your memories. Obviously, you worked in the in the music business a long time. Oh yeah, that's right. Uh, and uh, so I first met Chaz on a minibus on the way to an FA Cup semi final. Which uh, semi final was that? The one against um, where the final was against Coventry, which was, so was, was eighty seven. Watford, Watford four one, and it was up at Villa Park. Plumley and goal. That's right. Them, the, the, the wine, wine bar yeah, yeah, yeah. And we won four one. Yes, yeah. Um, and that was great because there was only about eight or twelve of us on the minibus. Uh, another fellow guest, Neil Ashby, was on the bus. Right. Okay. He won't remember anything about it. <laughs> um, uh, but it was a great day out. Yeah. Uh, and obviously we won well, and, and we had a great time. Yeah. And then I met him again more recently at the Spurs show live. Thank you very much. Right. And uh, he was just such a nice guy. Lovely guy. And, and really sweet. Really, Very really down nice. to earth. Very humble. You know, for a man as talented as he was and the, the amount of uh, hits and, and just mm. whatever he'd written for, for music he'd played with other people. It, it was just you know, a real honor to meet him. Mm. And uh, I was, sometimes they say, don't, don't meet your heroes, but. That this was a case where it was but it's worth funny, doing. So. It's funny you say that because Matt, the thing I was found with, don't be your heroes, was that <coughs> he was one of the people. So he was a hero of mine, and we grew up with Chaz and Dave. But they were so accessible mm. and would chat and have a drink and have a pint with you, so to speak, which with most musical artists, you just would not get and you wouldn't want to approach them and you'd feel whatever. With them, the fact that he loved Spurs so much, you you know, you just go, what about the result of the weekend? Mm. Vroom, would you be off? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like all in. of us as we are here, Matt. I mean, <clears throat> I, I'm fortunate to see them once live, but I didn't know I was going to see them. I was at it, it, 99, cup final at Wembley, Leicester. 
And I was a guest of the shirt sponsor I was, that I was day. there. I was in the lounge that day. Were you there? I was there. They played. And Bobby Davro that. was right. comparing. That's and there was right. a stage with curtains drawn. That's right. And I, I'd had a few by this yeah, time. Yeah, me too. And then suddenly, Bobby <laughs> Davro said, oh, we've got something special for you before we all... Because we, we, it was the old Wembley, and you weren't actually... Yeah. On, on site, we had to walk. It was like the Wembley Assembly Halls mm, or something. Yeah. Even, even as part of Wembley. Remember. I can't remember. And the, the curtains went back, and <clears throat> Chas and Dave were there, and then they... And the place... I mean, oh, I think I was... Well, I love Chaz and Dave, so I was just, it was amazing to hear all the songs. Mm. Uh, it was just one of the best days. Of, you know, Spurs win at Wembley anyway. I mean, I know we win there all the time now, but when it's cup final, it's a different yeah. different story. And it was just, you just didn't think that that was going to happen. It's, yeah. It no, was absolutely. just an amazing, amazing afternoon. Yeah. What about you, Alex? You're, you're slightly younger than the, than, than the rest <laughs> I, of us sitting here. I had a chance to meet Chaz and Dave, sadly. But when I was younger, I had a... Um, a Spurs songs cassette which nice. was basically a Chaz and Dave cassette really and mm. I just played it and played it and played it I must have been 11 10 I don't know I just played it until it basically broke and when I was younger I just grew up thinking Chaz and Dave just sung Spurs songs I That's mean I, it, yeah. that, that was it for me because <laughs> that, that at that point you know um in, in the 90s and 2000s that was exactly what I thought Chaz and Dave were all about and in a weird way I've kind of pretended that they didn't write other songs because mm. why would I want them to why would I want other fans to like their music so for yeah. me it's it's all about Spurs but that's funny mention that because I've got friends who are you know Chelsea, West Ham they all love Chaz and Dave mm. you can't go oh they're Spurs associated because of the amount of <coughs> wonderful stuff they've done the funny thing is is um, the last couple of days at work I've had all sorts of people and clients and whatnot emailing me and, every, and so many have put PS I'm so sorry to hear about Chaz as if like because well, they, they know are. because they, they know I'm a Spurs fan they know Abs- probably how much that's, that's the thing and I've that's never had that you, before it, that's the whole thing as I said at the top of this, this tribute yeah. so linked with us they were us they weren't us they were one of the fans we're linked with those songs I mean Oz's dream any Spurs fan, we know you know every single word. You know me being twelve, thirteen when that came out. The Spurs party album, which was sort of done at the same time, mm-hmm. I, I you know wore that needle that that that, 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 that down to death. The amount of times I played this yeah. awful album. Hot Shot Tottenham is a great song. Hot Shot Tottenham is a great song. Great song. The, the, uh, Brighton on Saturday just yes. got, we all sang. He's and, one and, of our and own. Well done to Brighton Jazz and Hodges. for playing, for yeah. playing yeah. stuff at the half And that was lovely. Well. I mean, obviously, we only all heard on the way into the ground or just beforehand. Yeah. So that was a shock. But um, it was a nice tribute that we all, the away fans play, paid. To it Chaz. really was. Here's Theo Delaney, my co-host, with a very special memory of meeting Chaz backstage at a Spurs show live event. Well, Chaz, because um, as as uh, Mark Chapman said on the really nice match of the day tribute, when when you when you're of a certain age, Chaz and Dave are synonymous with football, and especially, of course, if you're a Tottenham fan. So I was thrilled when uh, Mike Lee, who knows him, knew knew Chaz, said he was going to come on the Spurs show, and I mentioned it to my dad, who worked in the rock and roll business in the '60s, and he said, "Oh yeah, he was in Cliff Bennett and the Rebel Rousers." When I was their road manager, he's a lovely bloke. Now, anyone who knows my dad knows that he doesn't bandy out about terms like he's a lovely bloke very easily. He's not an easily pleased man. Uh, and he is when that is high praise indeed coming from him. So I thought, oh, maybe I'll mention that to Chaz when I meet him. And I went backstage uh, first time Chaz was on the Spurs show. And, and I mentioned, I said, oh, my dad uh, used to work with you. And I didn't know if he'd remember him. I said, Barry Delaney. And he went... Barry Delaney, oh Barry, yeah, he used to look after me because I was the youngest, and he was his face lit up, he beamed, you know, he was, and he was incredibly warm and lovely. A lot of sort of famous people and celebrities sort of feign 
not remembering people or, or just don't remember people but he was really nice about my dad and just was just generally really nice to everyone backstage he did all the photographs and the you know autographs and chatted to everyone didn't have any airs and graces brilliant performer needless to say on the show in fact rob white in that particular that first night rob white and i shared a cab with him back to um we dropped him off at king's cross station he was getting his train back to stevenage in fact by an amazing coincidence he lives next door to another mate of mine trevor melvin and he came and did the show several times after that and he was always the same he always uh, uh, talked about my dad he was always just a lovely warm guy as well as being a fantastic musician so it was sad news. I know my dad's sad about it, um, but I'm very just just so happy to have met him and, and spent a bit of time with him, really. And there we are. Wonderful, wonderful memories. Um, gentlemen, this is a very short show. Thank you very much for your thoughts. <laughs> to finish off with some great memories there, um, I mentioned when I was working on this program, <coughs> we did some shows, uh, and we did these live CDs, these things where you go to a gig and you come out and the thing's already there. So we did three. We did one at the Cavern in Liverpool. Um, and then this was, this was actually a show I... This, the, the only music show I've ever promoted myself. I put my own money up, <laughs> agreed with Chaz and Dave what they wanted and what the split was. And I put them on. The date's here, 15th of May 2011. Myself and Simon Hanning put them on the 100 Club. Now, I think the, I think the legal capacity is 300. <laughs> there were so many people in there it was so hot I'll never forget this they kind of did two sets they did a sort of whole sort of rock and roll boogie woogie thing and then all the hits it was so hot in the 100 club I'm not joking when we went backstage they were both lying there I thought they were going to die then because they they'd never felt heat like it because the amount of fans that were there the ones to be part of it and seeing as I'm uh, technically part of the CD coming together we're going to end with a song which we want you to go and download and make number one. This is from probably most of you who never actually heard this because this literally this CD is only ever available at the gig. So probably only 200 people have got the CD who actually bought it. This was meant to be their last ever show. <laughs> they went on and did more. This was meant to be their last ever show at the 100 Club, 15th of May 2011. And here's Chaz and Dave leaving you and we'll be back next week of them. You might hear yourself on this singing there ain't no pleasing you. Thank you so much. Chaz, we're going to miss you dearly, but um, your music and your legacy uh, will absolutely live on. Until next week, come on you Spurs. Do one more for me, go. This is the final of the final of the final. Ain't no pleasing you.
to join us at future Spurs show live events we've got two coming up already for the end of the year October the 30th with Terry Dyson and December the 3rd with Chris Waddle we've also got a special surprise guest coming in November and all of this is just £10 a month Spurs show season ticket holders will receive two tickets for the Terry Dyson event in October two for the November event and one for the Chris Waddle event on December the 3rd. It's just £10. So grab yourself a season ticket at season.spursshow.net. That's season.spursshow.net and become part of this great Spurs show family. I was born a Spurs fan. Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.